Welcome to this week's edition of the All Saints Lutheran Church podcast. All Saints is a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. We are located in Davenport, Iowa. Each week we bring you the digital edition of the weekly sermon. Enjoy! The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And Jesus was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice that said, This is my Son, the Beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. If it sounds familiar, it is. At Jesus' baptism, a cloud appeared and the voice from heaven saying, You are my beloved Son, in whom I am pleased. The very beginning of Jesus' ministry. And now at the turning point, the final turning point of his ministry on Mount Tabor, after this transfiguration, again, the voice of God saying, You are my beloved Son. And he told the disciples, Peter, James, and John, Listen to him. And after Jesus spoke, they saw no one but Jesus. So much in this lesson, so much in this passage, it's a common to suppose that the transfiguration of our Lord is about our desires to preserve some spiritual or emotional moment. Just as Peter wanted to build booths to enshrine the glorious appearance of Jesus with Moses and Elijah, so also the transfiguration rather tells us about our own desires to preserve over and over again some high point of our life. It might be an emotional retreat, a festive worship service, a glorious trip, perhaps the birth of a child, our wedding day, whatever. And there might be some truth in this type of an interpretation, but I invite you this morning to look at this transfiguration from a different point of view with Peter. 
Peter's desire to build booths is rejected by Jesus, not so much because he wanted to preserve this glory of the transfiguration, but because of what just happened in their lives. First, we are told, after six days, well, what happened six days before that that we need to be reminded of? Well, the 16th chapter said, one of the great high points of Jesus' ministry is when he asked the disciples, who do people say that I am? And that's when Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus accepted this and then told them what would be happening with his life. They'd go to Jerusalem. He would be rejected by the priests and the religious leaders. He would be arrested. He'd be put on trial. He'd be crucified. He'd be buried. And on the third day, again, raised from the dead. And Peter said, Lord, this is not going to happen. We're not going to let you go through this suffering and death. We want to keep this glorious moment with you alive. And Jesus came out with that shocking statement, turning to Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. What a thing to call your closest follower. Get behind me, Satan. You are not speaking for God. You are speaking as a human being for yourself. You see, I think that Peter wanted to forget about Jesus' prediction. He did not want Jesus to go to Jerusalem to be betrayed, put on trial, put to death, and so on. Jesus wanted Peter's glory bright and undiluted, just as they had experienced on the mountaintop. Our tendency is also, like Peter at the Transfiguration, for we too often want the glory without having to pay the price. Countless young people Young athletes, young musicians have imagined themselves bathed in the applause, this great acceptance, perhaps great salaries, great fame, without ever taking into account the horrible reality of practice. I speak from experience. After sitting two years, last Cherick clarinetist in the junior high school band the director said, I think you'll be happier singing in the choir. Why? I wanted to play the clarinet like there was one young man that was so good at it, and I wanted to do that, but I didn't like the idea of practicing. How many young athletes are the same way? They want all the glory, but the thought of having to keep in shape and doing things is beyond them. Also, adults. Uncounted adults move through life wanting their glorious break without regarding the discipline that is demanded by most vocations. They don't mind becoming chairman of the board 
but they don't want to go through the process of achieving it. And how many young and not so young have planned that perfect marriage, the founding of a family, without taking into account the problems of living together and the reality of raising a child in terms of, as only a bachelor can say, in terms of spitting up in dirty diapers. And countless Christians want to make the church a forum for emotional highs and a, another success story in the world, but never heeding the call of Jesus Christ to live for the sake of the neighbor, to say nothing of what Jesus said after rebuking Peter, of willingly denying oneself, taking up the cross, and following Jesus the Christ. We can identify with Peter when reality hits and what Jesus expects from us doesn't seem quite as glorious until, until we realize that preserving emotional highs depends upon understanding that God is the primary actor in the drama of life. Peter wanted to control what was going on, but God said, listen to my son. Listen to him. Here God told the disciples that while the glory we borrow from the bright lights of this world is empty and fleeting, Jesus was chosen to give a surpassing glory for us. We spend all our time getting the glories of the world without realizing the glory that we have already received from a loving God through his Son. We have a glory, a glory that is deep as death as bright as the resurrection. And this glory becomes our own when we are chosen to be children of the King. And we have been chosen. We have been chosen by God. We were chosen at our baptism. There, when the water came down on our heads, we were baptized into the glory of the death and resurrection of Jesus the Christ, a glory that works its way into the world in service to the neighbor. Luther says this is the chief vocation of a Christian, to be a little Christ to our neighbor that through us Jesus can get his love through to other people. Somebody once said, I wish I could remember who it was, but I think he had great insight saying that unbelievers, the world in general, see and understand a loving God through Jesus Christ by observing us, how we act, 
how we respond, how we love, how we show concern. See, the first thing that the three Gospels say, when they came down from the mountaintop, what's the first thing they did? They ran into a man who asked Jesus to help him because of the illness of his son, and Jesus healed. They came down from the high point into the reality of the world where God had placed them and acted in love and concern. Because there we were on our baptismal day with the cross of Christ on our foreheads, a mark of the choosing that cannot ever be eradicated. And because of this, the world's glories pale when compared to being a daughter and a son of our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Transfiguration came to Jesus as he made his final move toward being Savior. The disciples were reminded of what he was doing. And we, as his disciples, now receive the commission to love one another as he has loved us, to let his light shine in our lives, and to allow him to be leader, director, supporter, and constant friend in our journey of life. Prepare now to come and receive food for this journey. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the podcast from All Saints Lutheran Church in Davenport, Iowa. Please know that you are welcome to visit and worship with us anytime you're in the Quad Cities. You can also find us online at www.allsaintsdavenport.org. We are missionaries proclaiming Christ, and we pray that you have a blessed week surrounded by His love.